0: inside to outside repairs to renovations get started on the angie app or visit angie.com today you can do this when you angie that the following podcast is a dear media production hi i'm sif heider the founder of array i'm a wellness entrepreneur and digital creator and this is my show the dream bigger podcast listen i love dreaming big but you know what I love more? Actually having the resources to make those big dreams happen. And hey, dreams can sometimes be private jets, but other times they can look a little something like having the best skin of your damn life or starting a successful business or delving into spirituality. So on this podcast, I chat with experts and thought leaders from different fields about their tips and tricks on doing exactly that. Remember to subscribe. We drop new episodes every Tuesday. So see you then. Hey everyone, I'm Jacqueline Johnson, the founder of Create and Cultivate, and this is Work Party, a podcast for a new generation of women who are ditching the rulebook and redefining the meaning of work on their own terms. In each episode, we bring in leading female entrepreneurs for real talk advice on the topics that matter most to the modern career woman. From hiring to mentorship to raising money and so much more, whether you are pivoting to a new industry, negotiating a raise, turning your side hustle into a full-time gig, or pitching your company to investors, we're giving you the tips and tricks you need to take your career to the next level. Are you ready to make some money moves? Well, welcome to Work Party, the podcast
1: Hello everyone, how are we doing? My goodness, it's so great to see all of you in this really lovely, beautiful, full room. And I wanna take a moment, as uh, I had the gracious introduction already, I'm Benita Sani, I'm Executive Vice President of US Financial Institutions at MasterCard. And I am so thrilled to be here with all of you today as we celebrate women entrepreneurship during this Small Business Women's Month. So thank you for being here. Speaking of inspiring women entrepreneurs, we have a very special treat for you in welcoming Emma. Emma Hernan, who I hope most of you know for our fireside today. How many of you are fans of Selling Sunset? Let me hear you. So what you may not know is that not only is Emma a star of a major Netflix television show, she is a successful realtor at one of the largest Top agencies in Los Angeles, Oppenheimer Group. But she is also a self made multimillionaire, entrepreneur, female CEO, having started her own business called Emily and Company. And she is an angel investor. So we have a lot to learn from Emma today. Can we get a big round of applause? Because we're about to welcome her out here. Emma, we're so glad to have you here. We are very fortunate because this group. This is an amazing women networking group. We're gonna get an opportunity to learn from each other, grow with each other. And what people may not know, and I had the chance to meet Emma, is your contribution and your desire to help women comes through just in meeting you. Like you just know that you're gonna be such a powerful mentor for this group of people. So thank you for being here with us. Thank you so much for having me. And maybe if we're lucky, we'll get a little bit of selling sense at before the end. Maybe. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to jump right into some questions, because um, I know inquiring minds, right, want to know. There are so many people who look at your career and want to have a portfolio career just like yourself. And it's maybe for everyone, but maybe not be. And so I think the best thing we can do is learn from what does it take to have a portfolio career and who is the type of person that is really gonna be successful with that type of career?
2: So I think it's for everybody. And I think that's the biggest piece of advice right there is that everybody can, can have a portfolio career and to really go above and beyond. And for me, I mean, you know, I knew at a very young age, I wanted to have, you know, multiple streams of income and I knew I wanted to do that. But I think it's for everybody. And I think you really need to know that anyone can go out and have the career that they want and you can create the life that you want if you really put your mind to it.
1: So you have worked in some very high pressure industries, not to mention being a top realtor in the biggest boom, in one of the biggest selling markets there is. How do you manage your time and how do you deal with the competing priorities in managing all of these different things that you're leading?
2: Hmm, do I manage my time? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, 16 hour days at time, it's definitely, I wouldn't say it's always easy, but it's something that, you know, I worked really hard and I think that's important to take time for yourself as well. A big piece of advice is, especially as an entrepreneur, as you're going out there and you're starting your career, make sure you take time for yourself because you're going to have better ideas. You're going to be stimulated and going to a new coffee shop and things along those lines but definitely taking time for yourself and and with the different industries that i'm in i mean sometimes this spring the real estate market was booming so obviously that was a main priority and i got to you know surround myself with people friends family that they were able to my family helps run the company so they took you know the lead for the company but i think it's about allocating your time when when they need you.
1: Indeed, well I love that you made the point about taking care of yourself. Yeah, it, it, because it's so important. It's so important so and important. in order to give, we have to be strong and we have to be fueled and so I love
2: that that's terrific advice. Hard to do when we're balancing exactly. so many things. It's not easy, I can't say, <laughs> as I'm doing 16 hour days filming and then coming home and working for Emily. and Kim. Co, but I think it's really, really important Exactly. So now as your business
1: and businesses have developed and grown, have you found that you needed different tools as you've gone from, you know, your startup stage all the way to the success that you've achieved now? Have your tools changed along the way?
2: Of course, I think, you know, the biggest thing that you need to realize as your company's growing and as, you know, you're, you're starting different a different company or a different field, really, it's okay to ask for help. And it's okay to delegate. And for me, that was really difficult because I am a perfectionist. And I want to do everything myself. But it's good to surround yourself with people. I mean, everybody on my team for, you know, my PR, my hair, my makeup. Mom and dad. Mom and dad are here today, everybody. You know, round of applause for them. I would not be on this stage if it wasn't for them. And, And that's been a huge thing for me. I am who I am because of my parents and because they've supported me. Not only in life, but also too in my business. You know, my dad's down at the company packing up the crab cakes, packing up the empanadas, and my mom's down there doing everything. So, you know, surrounding yourself with people that can really help you.
1: A big round of applause for mom and dad.
2: So one of the things that I love is you talked about
1: the fact already that you started early and it's been a focal point for you to make sure that you're independent and you're financially sound as a woman and it's important for women to be able to be financially successful. So how did you start? You started at a young age. How did you start and what advice would you give the women here in how they can help set themselves up for success?
2: Of course, I love this question. I was actually just talking about it backstage with my parents because we were talking about how I got it got going and I loved working from a very very young age. So I loved saving, I loved working, babysitting, ice cream shop, whatever it is. I saved every penny and I hoarded it in my little, you know, sock drawer. So I saved every penny and when I was babysitting, I don't know if some of you may have heard this story, but for those of you who haven't, I'm going to tell it. Um, I was nannying for a family and I put the, the kids to bed and, you know, the husband was in the financial industry, stock market. And I remember looking down at his Christmas bonus and I had never seen so many zeros in my entire life. And I knew that I wanted to create a life for myself. And that's when I started investing. I was 14 years old, saved every penny, started investing. Healthcare was the first thing that I invested in. Obviously healthcare does very well. (laughs) So that's how I got into it. And I think the earlier you start and just saving as much as you can. So any advice for someone who's trying to take their income up from level A to level B? You talked already about diversification. Any specific tips that people can think about? For sure, so I think networking is really, really important. Networking to meet different people, that played a huge role for me, and then saving. And then taking that savings, put it aside, set set a different account, save, and then you can invest. Whether it's, you know what I mean, there's so many different avenues these days to invest in. Whether it's, you know, the crypto market. I started investing in that at a young age. A a lot of different things and different opportunities will, will come up. But if you have that savings set aside that you can do that with, that's how I feel like you should get going.
1: It's a great point. Having that foundation, creating a little bit of a nest egg, making sure you have a little security and then diversifying along the way. Exactly. Terrific advice. So even though you bootstrapped your own business, you didn't take on any investors when you started Emily & Co. But you've also been on both ends of the equation. You've been an investor and an owner. So, as folks in the room are thinking about the advice as far as what it will take to have someone catch their like to catch an investor's eye how can they convince someone to
2: want to invest in their business what advice do you have so this is a great question I love this question um I think first of all we're in a shark tank era I like to call it so we're in a shark tank era where you know everyone wants to have an idea and have somebody else fund it. and I think it's really important for myself I knew that I wanted to bootstrap it, get it going as far as I could, and then when I'm ready, eventually I would maybe take on capital, but at this very point, I haven't. I thought it was very important for me to, you know, bootstrap it myself, build it to a certain point, and then you have a little bit more, you know, leverage to get a little bit more. But, you know, for somebody that is ready to go and they're ready for investors, what I would suggest is putting the list down, whoever your top investors are, because you might not just want any type of cash or any VC company to invest in you. You might want a strategic partner because I think that makes a big difference. So make a top list, whatever industry you're in. So for me, it would be somebody in the food industry. Yeah. I want to partner with somebody that knows exactly about the food industry, not just to write me a check. I want a partner. So I would make a list of the top people that you would want to invest in your company, make a list and then send them some product, find a way to get a hold of them, send them product, make them fall in love with whatever item that you have, and then... If it's an easy way, they're already in love with the product, they're gonna wanna invest in your company and invest in you.
1: Again, so powerful, right? When you can have someone fall in love with your own goods that you've fallen in love with and you baked with love yourself. Exactly. (laughs) So you are also an angel investor. And I have to say, I don't know how you do it. Like your plate is overflowing and full and yet you do everything so well. How do you find the companies
2: that you want to invest in? What do you look for? i look for companies it's going to sound cliche but i do look for companies that are going to make a difference in the world so you know whether it's something to do with health or something that's going to do that change somebody's life sustainability things that are going to be amazing for our future. That's what I that's what I invest in. I invested in, you know, a CBD company before anyone knew what CBD is. Now everyone knows what CBD is, but I invested in it because, you know, it was a touching story that came to me. There was a little boy that kept having seizures and nothing his parents had had taken him to the top hospitals in the entire world and nothing could stop him from having these seizures and then This CBD company that I invested in, they were the only things that could stop his seizures. And so for me, it made a difference in his life. And I wanted to be part of a company that was making a difference.
1: Oh, I love that. I mean, to your point, it's one thing to create something out of love it's a whole nother thing to have a very clear mission and purpose Mm -hmm. you talked about sustainability and certainly at mastercard we talk about the fact that you know you really want to be starting with a core foundation and mission we like to do well and do good um
2: which is exactly what you're doing exactly and another really important thing for me when i invest in a different in a company i also invest in the person so if i meet somebody and they're they're driven i know no matter what they're They could maybe, we could tweak it, we could get a business manager in, but I invest in the person. And I think when when you're investing in a company or you're looking to start a company, people wanna invest in the person. I know personally, if I see this person, they're gonna make it they have a drive like no other i think that's a really important thing because all the companies that i've invested in i've met with the ceos and i've met with the person behind it and i know that they're capable of succeeding it's a great point if you don't believe in the person how can you believe in what they're selling exactly absolutely so are there
1: any particular industries or business categories that you are focused on something niche that you like or is it more diverse than that
2: i definitely like to be diverse every time i invest in a company but you know Anything to do with health and wellness, that's definitely a personal favorite of mine. I'm a biohacker by nature. So anything that's gonna you know, benefit your health, your wellness, sustainability, all things that I think are really important for the future.
1: So we're gonna pivot a little bit and shift gears because you are also a reality TV star, which means you have to deal with unpredictable circumstances on a regular basis. How do you navigate complicated relationships with coworkers or with employees in the workplace? What are you
2: talking about? It's a pleasure (laughs) to work with all these women. No No. drama ever. (laughs) No, I think, you know what? For me, um, if there is any conflict, which obviously I'm sure if you have seen the show, there's technically some conflict at times. (laughs) I take the high road. I think it's the best thing that you could possibly do. You're never gonna regret taking the high road. I can assure you that. It might I be go tough low, at times. Go high. But if you would yeah, exactly. If they go low, I go high. <laughs> I've gotten really, really, really high. <laughs> you,
1: most certainly. And so as you think about navigating some of those tough situations, what kind of keeps you grounded?
2: What's your focal point when you know that you gotta go high? What gets you there? I'm looking at them right now. <laughs> my family, I think, you know, situations like that, it's really important. I am so close to my family and I think that's been a huge part of why I've been grounded and why why I am who I am today. It is because of my family and they're my heart and I think that, you know, when people are coming at me, <laughs> <laughs> when people are coming at me, it's you know what I mean. I just take the high road, and I remember you know my parents, my nana, my papa. You know, you Make Elle, them proud. Exactly. You make them proud every day.
1: So, last thing you want people to know that they don't get from seeing you on Selling Sunset. What what should they know about you?
2: Well, I think you know you see me the first time. Home. I think my opening scene is me getting off a private jet. So, <laughs> the backstory <laughs> of that. Day, is, right? it, it, yeah, that is not an everyday thing. Let's be honest. I have been in the kitchen it is a lot of hard work the hard work that goes into it i am underground in houses sometimes for inspections i am creating recipes and i am covered in vegan cheese up to my arms mixing it so it is not all the glitz and glamour that you get to see and you know another really important thing when i was growing up i remember in high school every time if i had a presentation i would call sick out of school that day because i didn't want to get up and talk in front of everybody and now look at me today i'm on Stage with what you, nerves? talking in what front nerves? of you amazing people. And I, I'm just c- so excited to be here. But looking back at my 15-year-old self would never picture me up on this stage oh, right you now. push through and you thrive. Right? Thank That's you. That's what this is about. Well done. Okay, so we're going to do a few
1: rapid-fire sentence finishers. So I'm going to kick off the sentence. Ready? Okay. The biggest sacrifice I've ever made for my career is... My love life. <laughs> That's a big one. That's a big one. (laughs) When we're gonna focus on self. Okay.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The best advice I've ever received is? Ooh, okay. So I would say the best advice that I've ever received would be from both of my parents. Um, My mom would say you could do anything in the entire world. You can be whatever you wanna be. And then my dad always taught me to stay true to myself and be who I wanna be.
1: Indeed, very good advice. And lastly, a skill that I am working on perfecting is delegating. Oh, that's a good one.
2: Yes, (laughs) I know. I'm sure you're the the same exact way because it is very difficult to delegate as an entrepreneur, CEO, you want to do everything. I mean, trust me, I'm trying to run my Instagram, trying to run my company, my marketing, everything. But it's very important to delegate. You
1: know, what's amazing is no matter what, there's a perfectionist in all of us. Exactly. And especially when it's a passion project, it's your business. You want to put your handprint on it. You want to make sure everything's perfect. One, not everything can be perfect, and we have to be okay with some imperfections, but two, taking help. You started there, and we're ending there. It's such great advice because we have to be willing to put our egos aside a little and bring some help in, and it makes us stronger and better. Yes. Thank you, Emma. So first of all, thank you for taking the time to be with us today and to share your experience and to share your point of view on having a portfolio career. How incredibly enriching for all of us. And on behalf of MasterCard, we want to hope that you today take the chance to network, to take advantage of the mentorship opportunities, and to find inspiration here so that you can fuel your business and start something priceless. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you for having me.